Hey, hey, everyone, this is Dan, the GM, bringing you episode 146 of What the Dice. So, I'm writing season two, and with Shadowrun comes tons of names for both shops, runners, politicians, everything is going to need names, and I would love to have your suggestions if you want to give suggestions you can head on over to our discord and join us you'll find a section for areas that you can suggest names and i hope that you suggest as many as you want i have much to write and a name generator can only get you so far so yeah i've already had to rewrite a bunch of continents and oceans i blame night but that's it that's all i got so I hope to see you in our Discord. I'm going to shut up and let you get on with this week's episode. Sit back, relax, and enjoy episode 146 of What the Dice. With the snow melted and spring finally fully upon us, we have spent the day doing chores. For when spring arrives, those spring chores rear their ugly head. Not as many jobs are available in the Adventurer's Guild, so we decide to spend the day with the storyteller, helping him patch up his roof from the heavy snowfall, trimming herbs and weeds that have grown nearby. During this time, he tells us stories of his oceanic adventures, of pirates, of sirens, of swashbucklers, but as night creeps in and the fish begins to cook, the mood changes. We have gotten much accomplished, and it is time we get into our tale. Last time you were here, the adventurers had a chance to do shopping. Now, shopping is always pleasant, for you get to spend hard-earned gold and you get to enjoy the company of said merchants, browsing new wares and whatnot. Well, as the adventurers finish their shopping, they lay down for the night. What mysteries hide here in the Rat Kingdom? What adventures does it hold? Well, sit back, relax, and hear me. In the last episode, the team had a chance to take a nice, relaxing stroll and take in the sights and the sounds of this all-rat kingdom. Finding a small park in the center of town, they planted a Mexi seed, and for the first time in... A hundred and some odd episodes, they've watched the Mexi tree grow. Inside, they notice that Mexi has reorganized the shop a little bit, and they did a bit of shopping themselves. After purchasing everything, they made their way back to their room and went to bed. That's it. Super exciting episode. 
as the sun rises on the next day, you all hear the sounds of a rooster crowing in the distance and the sounds of a already very busy rat kingdom. As you look out your window in the common or in the shared room, you can see out where, yes, there are merchants walking around. People are selling bread and food and weapons and just everyday items as well. It is calm, even though you still can hear the occasional arrow thwunk of an archer shooting at a corrupted pixie. But you still feel safe and in an area or a a town that is very comfortable and reminiscent of ones you have visited prior to this strange, strange adventure. Breakfast is served out in the tavern area and you get another good meal of fresh fruits, veggies, and fish. Gotta love fish for breakfast. Yep. After said meal, Lila will give a nice hearty stretch and then go, so should we go find this council? And talk to them? Ah, oh, that hit the spots. Um, what are we supposed to be asking him again? I think we are going to be trying to get updates as to what's been going on since we've been gone for maybe a month. And mm, right. most of the regular folk that we've talked to, I guess, you, you know, your average person is like, I don't know. There's a fae problem. I mean, you're a foresty person. Is that a normal issue with the fae? You know, I've been trying to kind of keep an eye out. Normally, they did say that they were corrupted. And normally, the Fae doesn't attack cities and towns like this. I have a sneaking suspicion we'll probably have to fight some Fae to get out of here to get back onto the road. Uh, yeah, we probably should go talk to the people in charge then. I also want to find that junk person. Yes, we can look for that junk person. I also am curious if the corruption of the Fae is related to the Bone God and the corruption going on. Hmm, highly possible. Because it corrupted the uh, other, I guess you could call them, forest dwellers. Remember the, the goblins and everything? They were corrupted as well. But the Fae don't seem to be so zombie like the other ones were. That is kind of true. So do you want to look for your junk thing first and then we go see if we can uh, talk to whoever's in charge? Uh, either way. I I'm good either way at this point. I'm full. So am I. Let's flip a coin. Alright, flip away. Kalila will uh, find a coin to flip. Designate uh, heads, which will be evens. We go talk to the council, and odds, we go to the merch shop first. Sounds good. I rolled a 13 to the merch shop first. So on the coin, it went tails. As you make your way to the merchant section, you find different types of shops, weapons, and potions and food and travel and then like mundane like 
brooms and dustpans and mops and pots and pans and then you come across this calling it a shop would be generous it is more of a conglomeration of rusty bits and metal that are all just clustered around in a pseudo shop-like shape sitting out front in an old rocker is this rat that is got nicks out of his ears his whiskers are all singed and blackened and his fur is well what well, looks gray but looks like it is also singed and covered in spots of rust and he looks up at you with a lazy look in his eye and then back to whatever he is looking at This is my kind of shop. Ladies and gentlemen, this is how the giant scrapyards began. I don't need to be rude about it. It's organized. I was out of character. I was just standing oh, with bad. you. No, that's okay. Defibulous, uh, hi. Good morning. Good We just free to poke around, find something, bring it to you. Yep. Excellent. Okay, now. This reminds me of the sloth from Zootopia. So, what are we looking for? Looking down at Fibulus. Well,. I want to see if I can build that silencer so he'll take out his book and read the, the parts needed for said said item. Does Kalila know any of them? You know Cylinder. Alright, Kalila will pick out the pieces that she's confident she recognizes off of his list and go, I will look for those because I don't know what the other things are. Okay. So, Kalila and Fibulus, go ahead and give me two perception rolls each. Well, the first one's a really good roll, and a nice good 37. The second one, our perception rolls are ridiculously high, but I rolled a three on dice, and it is a 25. <laughs> All right, so you find something that is cylinder-sized and shaped it's got stuff on the inside but you're pretty sure defibulous can gut it whatever it is a 38 and a 30. you find a couple of pieces that you can use and then you find nothing else as you two get together and you stare at the miscellaneous bits and bobs that you've acquired defibulous i need an engineering profession role to see if you have the parts needed to Assemble a tester. By the way, Kalila came back very proud that she found things. Whether they are correct or not is not the point. Uh, 34. With a 34, you look over the parts and you can make one. It'll only last five shots and then break. And it will take a good five minutes to equip to any gun that you want it on. But... 
it looks like you have all the parts together to make a tester. He will take. He got good, good eye on these. Thanks. I, I mean, we need better parts. Like when we get back to the Holy City, if we can find better parts, we can make a better one. This is only a temporary. It's a tester, but it should work. Do you want me to go looking again? No, I, even when I looked, I didn't find a lot of parts that I needed for that. You'll nod. You'll uh, take the parts up to the um, merchant. He turns and looks at you very slowly. Welcome back. Mm, thanks. How can I help you? Oh, I'd like to purchase these parts here. He slowly reaches out and takes each piece and holds it up, looks at it very slowly, sets it down, picks up the next piece, and he continues through all the different pieces. After a, a long long minute of him staring he slowly looks back up at you that'll be to go I'm assuming Defibulous has the bag of holding but either way we'll pay him his two gold indeed we will Bang. You. You're welcome. Have a good day, sir. Have a good day. Well, I was just going to head out. Well, that was productive. You found the parts you needed. Mm-hmm. Although, when I, if I, if, before we go, we'll probably have to come back here again. To see if we can find some parts to upgrade Hugin's armor. I don't know about Mugen. I have to measure him and whatnot. Provided he doesn't bite Well, while we're here, why don't we just go ahead and look? That way we don't have to come back. Mm, valid. Hugin, where are you, buddy? Scamper's up to you. Right, he will re-measure Hugin to make sure he hasn't grown any since the last measurements. He's still medium-sized. Okay. And Defibius will, having remembered the stuff he saw in the Miranda and his own ideas, see if he can find new parts to reinforce and repair and fix up Hugin's armor. All right. Go ahead and give me a perception check for that. Can I assist? Absolutely. You can give me a perception check as well. 37. Okay. Mathing. 39. Between the two of you, you find more cleaner springs and sprockets. You find a couple pieces of, like, old chain mail that's mithril-based that is in still really good shape. And you find some leather that's been reinforced in different spots and angles that between all of it, you could scrap and cut and reattach to reinforce the the armor of the little rat spider. Rat spider? The little spider. Medium spider. not really little anymore. But Kalila will come back happy with what she found again. All right. We got the stuff for him. Um, 
Mugen, come here, little guy. Well, we have the little magnetic things to upgrade him, remember? I bought them from the Mexi shop. Oh, so you don't need me to, like, fa try to fashion anything for him? No, let's try out what I bought from Mexi first. Fair enough. We'll go back up to the slow talking rat and go give him his money. He begins to look through the parts and nods and building some armor. Yep, gotta look after our little compa our other companions here. I once dealt with adventurers. It was not fun. He looks over the parts. Fifteen gold, please. The previous will count out fifteen gold handed to him. Thank you, sir. Come again. You know, he's a really nice guy. He is nice. I wonder why he talks like he's in a time slow spell. Could be cursed. Just could be how he is. You never know. I'm not judging. Just curious. All right. Now that we have the stuff, uh, I guess we want to go talk to the leader before I sit down and start tinkering. Yes. Yes. Let's go and do that. We'll head to whatever looks like the keep. As you make your way to the keep, you pass by as there are children running towards what looks like a couple of schoolhouses. And you turn a corner and you see a long line up to this massive manor. There's about ten rats all with papers and scrolls and they're grumbling about something. As you walk up, there's a guard at the beginning of the line. Well, end of the line. And he looks at you and gives you a nod and he's like, Good morning. Uh, you're the adventurers that uh, crashed in town the other yep. day, right? Yep, on the beach. Yeah. So, uh, what can I help you with? We wanted to talk to the leaders. Council yeah. people? We were told to meet, them. go talk to them at some point. Yeah, we were told it was... So, so I would suggest, since you're not citizens of town, uh, I can make you an appointment for this eve. Uh, but right now, they're dealing with mostly local problems. An appointment? Uh, they fine. usually see... Okay, well, mo it'll probably be just before evening chow, uh, or you can come after chow, whichever. Either's fine. He goes, all right, well, I'll set it up for after dinner. They they tend to be in better moods after they eat. Ends into everybody. Hmm. Yeah, true. Because you wouldn't know, uh, happen to know too much about what's been going on outside the walls on the main continent, would you? He shrugs. He goes, well, let's see. Last I heard, Hold Keep has been holding true to its name and has been fighting back swarms of different types of armies, uh, mostly comprised of, believe it or not, skeletons. But I, I don't know. That that could just be a, a drunken rumor. Um, our biggest concern is the Fae in the area have been very aggressive. The normal Fae that we usually see, which are like your forest Fae, have 
kind of disappeared and we keep seeing these black fae and they are just constantly like trying to swarm the city nothing our archers can't handle of course um the druids in the area have also been helping by revitalizing the trees that are turning black and corrupted the seas have become near impossible to sail they there's just points where the sky will turn black and the waves will swell up to way over a, a ship's mass and strike down with the force of a giant. So, it's... And our mages have been complaining about their magic is weaker, but I'm not a mage. I'm just a fighter. I don't know how all that works, but it just seems to be a lot going on. I don't have any details. It's mostly just rumors and small bits of story you hear when you're guarding here. Is your council uh, possibly knowledgeable in all of those sections? I would believe so. They've been the ones sending out our standing army to help where they can. She'll nod. She goes, well, in case we need a uh, what are we there to talk to, all of the above that you just mentioned. Okay. Is there anything else I can help you with? I'm just standing here, just making sure that these guys don't break out into a um, fight. Yeah, what are they? Go ahead. Any messages we sent out, they re- they go back to the source that sent them out from here, right? Carrier pigeons? Oh, yeah. Every okay. time. Good to know. What are the uh, townsfolk so grumbly about, aside from um, the Fae? Well, I mean, most of us are, well, most of them are <sighs> retired adventurers. They're they're just grumpy because they have nothing to to do. Uh, some of the farms in the area have had to move inside the city. So the druids that had the big park have had to give up parts of the park so that they could make more food. Some of them are used to going out into the forest and hunting, but that's cut back because of the fae, so they're grumbly about that. Some of them are just grumbly because they're old and grumpy. Some of them are just grumpy because they're grumpy. Usually the bar- the berserkers and barbarians are the grumpy ones because anger. Makes sense. Yeah. Have you guys ever thought about like putting some of the old adventurers to work training people and bolstering your defenses? Yeah, we absolutely do that. They are the Anyone can take classes, or most of the children here are learning to be adventurers, uh, either seafaring or landfaring. Um, we're trying to get some Zeppelin training so that they can learn to fight in the air as well, but that's been a little difficult with this strange war going on. She'll look at Defibulus and go, other than Baca, who else has Zeppelins? Uh, the Godspell has various Zeppelins that were coming and going. Oh, yeah. They did mention other Zeppelins. Um, Zeppelins are also a common trade thing for across masses of land. Oh, okay. You know, we could always send a carrier pigeon to the Godspell and see if that one boss guy there who said he owed us a favor would send one down here so they could train with it. I'd help them with their you know, help them with trading and other things. 
Well, let's see if it holds true when it takes only five days to hear a response back from Nicodemus. That's true. We should look back up at the guard and go, I think that about covers it. Oh. Thanks for saving us a long line and a wait. Yeah. One question for you. The really cr mm -hmm. cranky old bit guy, that rat guy on the coast who's fishing. Lazy Lester? Uh, this, I don't know if that's him. He says he's Nicodemus's brother. Oh, the the fisherman? Yeah. Is what he about actually him? Nicodemus's brother? I don't know. He says he is. He only showed up here. Well, just before the war started, he showed up here. Hmm. Interesting. He also like showed us the path here too, so that's what that was helpful. Yeah. You mentioned there was an issue with the Fae, but he had no problem giving us safe passage through the forest. Yeah, most of our fishermen or most of the people who are able to leave the city know how to use the ward magic pretty efficiently. But usually it's just a wide enough path for a rat to sneak through. Mm. And cat folk aren't much bigger than rat folk. Kind of the same size. Yeah. But it's usually a small trail. How big was the trail that it appeared? Oh. Enough. Enough, yeah. We, us two, walked through it comfortably. Yeah, we can't usually walk through it comfortably. Usually you're skirting the edge of the woods. You are you have, like, face swiping at you or trees swiping at you. Yeah, we had none of that. I'd say this was big enough that we could walk side by side with no issue. Mm, that's weird. I didn't even know he knew how to use those words, but, eh, you know, he may have learned from the other fisher. Cranky guy, but pretty restrained considering we scared all his fish away. Yeah, fishermen don't like having their fish scared. We got yelled at it appropriately. I would apologize, but uh, ah, you're they're fine. fishermen. It's okay. Well, thanks. I'm chill. Look at Fibulous going, you want to go tinker while we wait? Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. I haven't tinkered in a while. You don't have your workbench with you. Where are you going to tinker? In our room on the table. Okay. Unless there's a shop around here that has a bench that'll let me use it. We could look around and see if we can pay anybody to borrow their bench. Yeah, let's do that. To help him scour the city. As you scour the city, there's, you know, a couple shops that have them, but they're using them. You know, repairing weapons, things like that. Around, as you scour, it, the sun creeps up to noon and Eventually, you hit that lunch rush where everyone's kind of muscling about getting food, and you find this old rat lady who is sitting at the park bench that you all sat at, and she is tossing out seeds to the local birds. The children around are clearly at lunch. Some of them are sitting under a tree eating. Others are clashing their wooden swords together as they continue their training as others clearly more in fur or leather armor are practicing raging and striking hay made targets as hard as they can there are rat people standing there and giving them pointers as they do 
I don't think we're going to find you a workbench, Defibulous. We might as well just return back and you can use the table. Maybe, but man, these guys really take their training seriously, don't they? Well, they said it's a large town of old adventurers, so I'm assuming everybody here is like a master at something. You know, I haven't seen anyone training anyone in guns. Well, I was going to stop and look around and see if she sees anybody with a pistol. Perception. 40. With a 40, you look around and no, there's not. You see crossbows, light, heavy. You see repeating crossbows, both light and heavy. You see long bows. You see short bows. You see composite bow. You see every type of archery there is, but you don't see any type of firearm like what Defibulous carries. You're right. There's no guns other than yours. Uh, the old lady that's feeding, throwing the seeds, does she look like the matron to the kids training or is she just some old lady sitting there? At a glance, she looks like just some old lady just feeding the birds. The fibbles will walk up to her. Excuse me, ma'am. She looks at you and gives this warm but tired smile. Her hair and fur is white, white. Her eyes are, you know, red and little inset, clearly from age. She scoots over and pats the, the bench a little bit. How can I help you? Um, curious. I, I see all these kids training with just about every type of range weapon except firearm. Is there a reason for that? Oh, firearms hurt our ears, and not many of us used them when we were... She, she pats your me lightly, young and full of vinegar. I didn't think I was full of vinegar, but never know. Huh, so if you had a way to quiet them and someone that used train them, they would be useful then. She gives a, a light shrug. She's just like, well, sometimes we like to hide in the shadows and strike, but everyone's got their place. Isn't that right? As she tosses some feed to one of the, the birds. Yeah, like Evra said, every skill has a master. Wait, who said that? Everest. He's what we like to view as a grandmaster of all skills. Oh, where would we find him? Because we were told to go talk to him at some point. No. Oh. Just follow the signs to the cave. Everest lives in the cave by himself. No living creatures bother him. He's just there if we need help with anything. Interesting. Well, thank you for the info. She nods and continues to work. By feeding the birds, I mean work. Well, now we know where Everest is. Follow the signs to a cave as Ella looks around for signs to a cave. You don't see any signs to any cave. Kalila will politely go back up to the old lady and go, excuse me. She looks at you and, and kind of chuckles. I adventured with the black cat once. He was very vicious with a sword. Are you a swordsman, too? I'm an archer. Well, hunter. Ah, 
back in my days, we weren't hunters. We were rangers and bards and rogues and paladins were new. They were fun in a party if you were well behaved. Bards were the most fun to be around. Always a joke and a smile. Some even sang. They are known for that. Which way do we need to go to find Everest's cave? Oh, you want to go north through the small gate and then keep heading north just a little bit and you'll eventually come across the signs. Thanks. She nods. She'll head back to Defibulus and go north. If she points whichever way is north. She should not. I was going to say, wait a minute. I misunderstood what you said. Well, well Defibulus is like, um, well, we got time to kill, and I can always do the tinkering before I go to sleep tonight. Well, we have. There might be enough hours. We can go find where this cave is, I guess. Yeah, let's find the cave. Someone actually told us to go talk to him first. Hmm. So head north. As you head north, you are passing by younger than what you've seen. Like, you're starting to see ratlings that are not quite at the age of using metal weapons. Like some of the ones you've been seeing, you're seeing more wooden weapons or weapons made of stone and their instructors teaching and you see a couple of them that stop teaching as you pass, kind of watch you for a moment and let you continue on. Eventually you find this old rickety fence with this old worn out cast iron gate, which is unlocked. As you walk through the forest in this area is dead not corrupted dead just the trees are look like they've been struck by lightning multiple times and split and twisted and gnarly and reaching up to the sky and almost the blacking out the sky with how dense the dead canopy is and then you start to find signs beware undead ahead turn back while you can there is no, uh, don't throw your life away. Things of that manner. And the air in this area is starting to get cold in an uncomfortable kind of way. Not to where you see your breath, but this cold that pierces into your bones. As if a primal sense is telling you to turn back, that there is some form of evil this way. Quite the uh, change of scenery. Doesn't it just give you, like, flashbacks of the swamp? You know, it really does. Except their trees are actually... She pokes one of them to make sure they're not jello. Burnt rather and dead rather than gelatinous. Well, shall we? Yeah, interesting, though. Oh, just follow the signs to the cave. Turn back now. Don't throw away... What is with these signs? At least there are signs. I mean, in the swamp, there weren't any signs when we went there. Huh. I wonder if it comes with an instruction on how to use a torch. <laughs> yeah. Those are fun times. Remember the mirror? 
Remember that giant log that clobbered Clyde? Oh boy, do I. As you get closer to the cave and you look up, it looks like a massive skull. Stalactites and stalagmites line the outside, giving it this jagged, sharp teeth look. There's a empty, hollowing wind coming from inside that has the air of rot and decay coming out. You hear bubbling and churning deep inside. You also see another sign that says, last chance to turn back. It's like as if you had mixed in some of the noises from Godsfeld and then threw it in the swamp. Kalila blatantly ignores the sign of last chance turn back now. Shall we? Yeah. As you enter in, the ground underneath begins to have this slight crunch to it as you look down and there are just insects everywhere crawling and skittering about. Do you both have low light or dark vision? Yes. I have low light. As you get into the cave proper, your low light kicks in and everything gets this kind of like black and whitish look to it. And you see there are stairs that twist downward and they are not naturally forming steps. They are clearly been carved into the living stone. As you go down there, there are no torches or torches that are there are out. And then as you get deeper still, things get more of that primal fear, the subconscious fear that makes the hair on the back of your neck stand up. As you hear the sounds of what sounds like bones rattling and you hear more gloving of, you both would know the sound of oozes and gels at this point. It seems as if this cave is a hot bed of activity from creatures that call the night their home. Awful weird place for someone who's supposed to be a grand master of the city? Well, maybe he just doesn't like being bothered and this is a good way to dissuade people from bugging you. I mean, that would certainly work. Can't say anybody would just want to stroll on in here. I mean, we did. We're in the always the exception to Fibulus. Well, Kalila will look around and see if there's an obvious path or just finish moving forward. She goes, I hear a bunch of oozes and other creatures. Are you going to just move normally or are you going to sneak? What is your plan? I mean, I will creep forward cautiously. Okay. So if you guys are stealthing, I need you to roll stealth. I don't know. Are we stealthing? Um, might not be a terrible idea unless we want to fight a bunch of oozes, although I don't know what type of oozes they are. Yeah, rather proceed cautiously and avoid a fight. Since we're in town and everyone likes this guy, don't want to kill his pet? We've dealt with oozes before, haven't we? Yeah, mm -hmm. in the uh, Godspell, the big gelatinous cube. Well, not even that, but in the swamp. Yeah, mm -hmm. that too. So stealthing isn't going to matter because they have tremor sense. 
because we, if I'm not mistaken, we've dealt with this before because we tried to stealth past the ooze and they kept attacking us anyway. That and that one time Faye stepped on the ooze too because it outstealthed our stealth. Um, but there were other creatures too, not just oozes that we can hear down here. I think we just walk down ca cautiously. Eh, Kalila's still going to mind her footing. Okay. As you carefully make your way around, you can definitely hear the sounds of skeletons walking around almost based on the sounds of it it sounds like they are patrolling and you hear the moans and creaks of creatures that are in here the sounds of bubbling that sounds like lava with the mix of the water dripping around you you find an area where you can kind of peer into the darkness and there are definitely skeletons dressed in leather armor with swords in their hand. Rusty may they be, they are still moving around. Going from area to area, walking in a patrol pattern. Sometimes stopping at different pathways and looking in then continuing on. Their eyes glint with this strange ethereal color. What would you guys like to do? Kalila will slowly pull out her bow and she goes, do we want to sneak around them or attack them? Well, I thought undead were all mindless in most cases. Yeah, but remember we found the one that we shot in like they, the, what if they're like with the bone god corrupted? Well, what if this guy also knows how to control them? True. So should we sneak around them? Mm, might not be a bad idea. Do you want to just... If we attack him and he does know about them, then that alerts him that we're coming down here and then there's been an attack. If we sneak around him... But why should we be sneaking up on this guy? I'm confused by this town. Well, this guy's a master. I think sneaking up on him could be misinterpreted as a bad idea. So just walk past them blatantly? Yeah. I mean, worst case, we're going to fight him anyway. You know, that is not the strangest thing that I've, I've heard come out of your mouth. Oh, what was the strangest thing? I'll get back to you. Hi, I'm Defibulus. I like to shoot things. No, that's the normal thing that comes out of his mouth. How big of an explosion is it? Actually, I think the weirdest thing that came out of your mouth was I deliberately cut the wrong wires. <laughs> yeah. That's the weirdest thing that's come out of your mouth. But all right, if you think we should just stay, walk up and say hi. You're sounding more and more like Clyde. Well, I just figured all it's going to take is us trying to sneak up on a master. This town is full of a master of adventurers who's taught other adventurers. I think sneaking is going to be the wrong approach. Besides, if I was Clyde, I'd tie a rope to one of us, drag you along, and just bulldoze through them all anyway with a shield. All right, fair point. She'll put the bow I away. I don't have a shield. Keep your bow ready in case they are hostile. But I think sneaking is not the right choice. I'll have her bow just relax down at her side and let Defibulous lead the way. Defibulous, as you turn the corner... There are two 
skeleton guards that see you, they let out a strange screech and charge you weapons over their head as if they are going to strike down at you. I need initiative. Well, maybe your plan was better. 19 on initiative. She goes, yeah, that's typical skeleton behavior. 26. Okay. So it goes to Fibulous Kalila, then the two bony boys. The bony boys. What would you like to do to Fibulous? So they are running at us, you said? They are running at you, weapons drawn. Classic sword over the head. Yep. I'm going to shoot. I've got two attacks per round now because of that bolt action. Mm-hmm. Uh, does that take grit to use? Mm, no, it shouldn't. If you're talking just shooting, no, it doesn't. No, I... Oh, are you using one of your fancy fant skills that I'm going to regret? Probably. I'm going to use targeting. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to shoot one of them in the leg. Okay. And you're just doing the one shot, or are you shooting both? I'm going to do two shots. I'm using the first the first one, uh, targeting on one, and then I'm going to shoot the other. Okay. So I'm going for his leg. Okay. What's their distance? Let's call it 40 feet and closing. Uh, 43 to hit. That is a hit. All right. So on hit, the target is damaged and normally knocked prone. The creatures... Okay, he's only got two legs, so... So he is the one. One of them is prone. Okay. Does it do any damage, or is yes. it just knocking him prone? Okay. I'll need that damage too. Are you sure you really want the damage? I regretfully say yes. <laughs> Nineteen damage. All right. This bullet hits the leg of this creature, and it flips as the legs get swept out from underneath it. It hits the ground with this bone-scattering sound and the eyes dim out. That was kind of easy as he's taking aim at the other one. Yeah. Easier than the last skeletons we ran across. 43 to hit on this next one. That is a hit as well. And that was just, this one is just a uh, standard shot. Mm -hmm. 16 damage. Again, as your bullet strikes the chest of this thing, it just explodes in bones, the head dropping down, spinning for a second before the lights in its eyes fade out. The weapons clang to the ground rather loudly. The cave gets mildly silent for just a moment, as if everything is listening, and then everything starts back up. You hear the bubbling, the water, the bones moving around in the darkness outside your view and the sounds of these oozes moving around. As you look down at these bones that you've just defeated so fully so, we will end this week's episode here. Well, 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 me friends. It seems as if the adventurers have found themselves in the cave or dungeon of some master and have found themselves to be prey and to be attacked by some strange skeletons. 
It seems as if the corruption of the Bone God has reached into the depths where a sword master lives. I wonder if this master is still alive. Well, that is a tale for another eve. For the moon is high and it is time for us to say farewell. As always, me friends, may the dice gods bless your every roll. We here at What the Dice would like to thank Paizo for creating Pathfinder, Epidemic Sound for our music, as well as Sirenscape for our sound effects. If you would like to reach out to us, you can do so on Facebook at What the Dice Pod, Twitter at What the Dice Pod, and of course email WhatTheDicePod at gmail.com. And if you liked our little adventure, please share us with your friends and rate and review us. 